Hello, we're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture today is coming from the book of James, chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. The Bible says, Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And today we're looking at God's mirror, we're looking at God's word, and the first part we see about God's word is to receive his word in verse 21 wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness all wickedness would be another way of saying that and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls receive here the engrafted refers to the spiritual power of god's word when it is engrafted that is to say implanted in the human heart it has the power to save souls. Now, God's Word is alive. It's not just a book like many books that we read, like a great novel from Shakespeare or somebody else. God's Word is alive, and when it is implanted into the human heart, it has the power to save souls. We must be a people that are willing to receive God's Word. Many people are not willing to receive God's Word. They reject it. They don't want to accept it as being His Word. They don't want to accept it as being the truth they want to say that it was written by man that it's not true that it doesn't hold up today they they want to change god's word even they want to say that it is outdated but today god's word is not here to be changed to fit man man is to be changed to fit god's word it is not outdated it is still very much up to date it is still very relevant even in 2024 our problem is we want to make it fit what we think it should say but let's know that god's word is the truth and we have one choice that is to receive it to accept it and to let it dwell within us colossians 3 16 says let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We need to let it dwell with us, within us. It's not something that you just read and you just let it go in one ear and out the other ear. It's not just a pretty poem, but it is something that we let dwell within our heart. We let it be implanted into our heart and let it change our lives. God's Word's alive. That's why when you go to church this morning, the preacher might step on your toe and you might say, well, surely he followed me around. Surely he's seen what I did. But the person next to you might have done something else and might have stepped on his toes as well. It's because God's word is alive and it touches us. It gets us. It reaches us 
where it's at. It's alive in such a way that when you're witnessing or you're talking to somebody, it can come back. That grafted, implanted word can come back and it can be there whenever you need it to say the right thing to somebody. It can be there whenever you need it to encourage somebody or even to encourage yourself whenever you face a battle, when you face a trial. We need to receive God's word. We need to have it planted, implanted into our heart. We need to have it engrafted within us. We need to receive, but we also need to realize in verse 22, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner he was. We need to realize God's word is here to show us what is wrong with ourselves. Natural face, God's God's looking glass, it means much more when it says natural face. It's not just talking about the physical or the outward appearance, but God's looking glass doesn't just see our external features, but it sees the motives, the desires, the ember condition of our heart. I, I might see you do something good for somebody. I might see you in service and think, boy, that that's great. Look at them serving God and see what I can't see is your motive. I can't see if you did it so I would see it so somebody else would see it and pat you on the back or if you did it to bring glory to God. I can't see what your desire is. I can't see the inward condition. I may think you've got it all together. I may think that you're serving God, but Oftentimes I've been surprised when I find out it's somebody, they come to me and confess a sin and ask me to pray for something they're struggling with, something they're dealing with. I can't see that, but God's word can reach that. It can get to the place and get your attention. The next verse speaks of looking into, look into speaks of a careful examination. We should read God's word. We should study. We should hear God's word with the intent of a careful examination of ourselves and to see what is wrong what what might be needed to be fixed hebrews 4 12 says for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart god's word can reach where i can never reach as a man as a pastor god's word can reach much deeper the holy spirit can take it into your heart and it can show you what's wrong. We need to have that careful examination, that careful look. We need to let the Holy Ghost work in our life. That brings us to the next point. We receive God's Word. We accept it and receive it and acknowledge it as truth. We realize God's Word's trying to show us something, but in verse 25, we must react. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful here but a doer of the work this man shall be blessed in his deed we must react to god's word if i were to tell you that i i come to church this morning and i were to come and show up with a black mark down my face and i told you i looked in the mirror but i seen it i didn't worry about it you'd think that's ridiculous there's there's not a woman alive that would look in the mirror and see that her makeup was smudged and not try to fix it not try to fix her hair not try to look her best and that's what this is talking about that one that would look in the mirror and see a condition something that could be fixed but they just ignore it they just let it go we must not be a people that looks into the mirror of god's word and sees something wrong and just says well i'll just let it go i'll just ignore it we must be a people 
that will react. We must be a people that will follow Jesus, follow Christ. It was a common thing in Jesus' day to hear a teacher, but it was a different thing. If you heard a teacher and you followed them, you become a disciple. Jesus here, he's not looking just for hearers, but he's looking for disciples. He's looking for those that will follow him, that will be led by him. He wants to lead us in an abundant life. He wants to lead us in a better life and a safer life. If you look at Matthew 7, verse 24, the Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. We see many people, they'll come to church. They'll be there for a little while. They'll be all in. And the next thing you know, you'll look around. You'll think they're going to serve God. You'll think they're going to stick around. But the next thing you know, they'll be back out in the sin. They'll be back in the world. They'll be back out in the same place that they were. And the problem is, they didn't build their house on a rock. They built it on sand and the winds and the storms came. The temptations came and they were swept away. They were swept back out right into the same mess that they'd ever be. And they hadn't accepted and received Christ as their Savior. They hadn't built the rock on Him because Christ will change you. He can change you. We need to be willing to let Him take control of our life. A lot of people, they don't like the Word of God. They don't like, they say it's just a bunch of rules. But hey, if I'm driving down Doggett Mountain and it's icy, if you're out from Leicester and you know about Doggett Mountain and you're coming back down and it's icy and it's snowy, you don't hear anybody complain about the guardrails being there to keep you safe. You don't hear anybody getting upset that there's something there to protect you from sliding off the side of the mountain. My my little boy, he might like to get up on the table and run around and play, and he might not understand. He might not realize why I make him get down, why I make him get back in the floor, but it's for his safety. It's for his protection. It's to protect him from the winds, from the storms. It's protecting protect him from falling off of that table and getting hurt. And God has the same purpose in mind for us. He's trying to protect us from the winds, the storms, the things that would come against us that would hurt us. He's trying to help us to live an abundant, solid life, a life that will stand. That's why we must make sure that we build our life on Him, on the rock. We must make sure that we're willing to react when the Holy Spirit deals with us with His Word. We need to make sure we're willing to react and to come into alignment with God's Word. There was a gentleman come out of church much earlier than expected. One Sunday morning, his wife had been waiting outside on him and she asked is the sermon finished already and the gentleman he told her he said no no it's all been said but the sermon has just begun i challenge you today as you go to church or if you're going back this evening as you go back i challenge you i challenge you to let the preached word Touch your heart. and Let it be something that doesn't just come into your heart and go in one ear and out the other ear. But I challenge you, let's be a doer, not just a hearer of God's Word. As we study God's Word throughout the week, I challenge you, don't just be a hearer, but be a doer. Let react to God's Word. Let it change your life. Let it make a difference 
and your life. I challenge you to receive God's word, to realize, to realize that it's trying to change you and to react to it. Let it do its intended purpose. I pray that this message will be a blessing to you. 